Hello, hello, hello. This is Lamel Spain. And I'm Margaret Bays. And on this week's episode of the Breakthrough Podcast, we're going to be talking about the man in the mirror. We'll be discussing how what you are on your insides and how you perceive the person that you see staring back at you in the mirror is, in fact, the person who you are. This podcast, in spite of the title, is also for the ladies, too. So today we will explore a multitude of topics related to your mirror image, such as notions of personal satisfaction and power, social influences, expectations, etc., how and why your family relationships matter, and the so-called, quote, imposter syndrome, what it is and what it is not. Each week on the Breakthrough Podcast, we'll discuss mind matters, paradigm shifts, food and fitness facts, the power within, self-health, breaking the bars of chronic disease, and much more. So everybody, welcome to the show. So LaMail, the man in the mirror, what does that mean? Kick it off. Basically, the man in the mirror um, is just that. Whoever is staring back at you, usually nine times out of 10, is um, who you are, meaning um, some people do wear masks, but at the end of the day, that mask eventually has to come off. Um, It's your self-talk. It's who you view yourself as. If you view yourself as a winner, or a achiever, the man in the mirror is that person that stares back at you um, and you feel good about that reflection. And then the negative side of that is if you feel that you're a loser, you're not good enough or whatnot, that reflection actually reflects that. Um, And people pick up on that too. Um, Okay, so so wait, let me interrupt you just a second. So what you're saying is, what you actually see in the mirror is often a reflection of how you actually feel about yourself. Yes. And that's different from, it can be different than who you really are or not. Most most people, they try to fake the phone, but it eventually comes out. That person that is staring back at you usually comes out. Um, because, again, that's who you um, represent. That reflection is what represents you. So if you feel that you are a winner and you may go through times where you have lost, um, and I'm using myself with this example, um, if I didn't feel that I was worthy, it will reflect. And I think a lot of people wouldn't gravitate and wouldn't respond to me the way that they respond to me. But a lot of people say that I have a good vibration, uh, a good continence. Um, I'm a joy to be around um, in spite of what um, I'm dealing with. You know, Um, most people are motivated and inspired by how I react. And I've had people actually comment on that and say, 
and ask me, how do you do it? But well, it starts with who I see myself as. This that I'm dealing with, the MS, the chest code that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with um, is just a glitch in the matrix. So I don't define myself as MS, which some people do. But uh, that is, excuse me for interrupting you, but that is a huge, huge thing to talk about. I mean, I've seen that many, many times as well in my practice where people have struggled with cancer, um, women with breast cancer, um, ovarian cancer, uh, colon cancer. You pick it, you pick whatever. Right. The- and, and in the process of just engaging the illness, disease, and just trying to sort of work through it, there's often this emotional separation that has to take place where you have to constantly be interacting with that person to help them separate themselves from the disease so they, they don't see themselves as the disease. Yeah, the, the, the disease does not define you. It can if you allow it to. Right. You know? um, but I don't, I mean, I don't even actually give it a name. I just say I got a chest cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I've always. So, so was, that a, was that a process, though, for you that you had to go through to learn how to. Nope. To nope. Do... No. Okay. Um, my, my whole, my whole. If people that really know me uh-huh. would say Spain is an asshole in a good way, because my <laughs> thing is like, I do what I want to do. You know, I mean, the group may go left and that goes back to my grandmother. I'm always going to either talk about my grandmother or my mom <laughs> on all of these episodes. But my grandmother, when I was young, she died when I was six, so I really was young, like four or five. She used to always tell me, if, the, if you don't want to play with them, play by yourself. And I have stuck to that advice all my life. And I thank God that she gave me that advice because that's what's keeping me. You know, when they told me what I had, I said, I... And I was here, y'all will hear this too. I didn't buy that brand and I don't buy that brand and I would never buy that brand. It's a chest cold. If I could get rid of a chest cold, why can't I get rid of MS? I know people say it's complicated and it's different than a chest cold. Yeah, whatever. It's my mindset. I see. So what you're saying is that this um, way of being able to stare back at yourself uh, that reflection in the mirror, even from moment one, when you were diagnosed with MS, because of your prior life experiences in uh, just being able to have a really strong sense of how you define yourself in a positive way, that has helped you stay the course through all of the physical challenges and, you know, Challenges too. Mental challenges and yeah. what of of basically regaining your strength and regaining your physical mobility and you know the all the things that you've had to go through to manage MS. Just being able to see yourself as that positive, strong, worthy person.
person. That's still who you are. Exactly. Like, that's just, it's just like, I remember one time I was woke up and this is a true story. I'm not making this up as we're going. This is a true story. I woke up in the middle of the night because a voice, just like your voice, my voice, it said, who are you? <laughs> who are you? And for a long time, I had to come to the grips and try to answer that question. You know, some people would define me as, oh, you're a football player, ex-football player. No, that's just a role that you play. That's just, <laughs> you, something, that's just something you do. That's just something you do, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, you um, are part of Phi Beta Sigma. Again, that was something that I did, mm -hmm. you know, but who are you? And I went on a journey. And I think I, I actually was, I, I was, I had caught MS during that time because it woke me up. I was like, and I remember I had a conversation with my older sister. I was like, yo, and I asked her, who, who, who am I? I asked her, who, who do you say I am? <laughs> like it's the Bible. <laughs> who do you say I am? Tell them I am. I am, said you. But, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> what did she say? She basically named character traits. You, you know, you're a former football player. You're smart. You know. So she, so she gave roles and attributes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But okay. she. But, I guess that still didn't get it. That still didn't get down to the. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know that. For one, I am an overcomer. That's not a role that I play. That is me. I have overcame a lot of things. And this that I'm dealing with and I'm beaten, I actually got it in the in the figure four leg lock and I gave it to people's <laughs> um it's just another another notch in my belt, like dude, I'm a winner. Like I can't lose. I I now make the joke, but it really isn't a joke. I think I'm some kin to Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy Cougar. They never die. That's why they got like Friday 13 part 75, Nightmare Am Streets part 20. It's like, dude, I thought they killed him. Michael Myers, Halloween part 80. It's like, dude, you're 150 years old and you won't die. But that's just me too. Like, I get so you. Um, so you are going to be a um, an example of positivity and affirmation for every scientist on this planet who um, ha is trying to teach people skills related to longevity. And part of that is a big part of that. I mean, there's lots of people now who are into um, actually road mapping for the rest of us, um, how to experience longevity, a longer life. And, um, and you're going to be 
a stellar example for those scientists to study because a big part of what you're saying is the key is the mental attitude and that the, the mindset the, the, the mindset actually c- c- creates what you see in the mirror. Exactly. If you feel and you talk to yourself, and I've had this happen before the whole MS. Um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, Lamel, you were saying that um, you know the mindset is is a big key. It's dumb, the key. The key. Okay. If you don't have the proper mindset, you're gonna lose. I'm not being negative. I'm just speaking truth. If you do not have the correct mindset, I mean, look at what happened to me. My mom died when I was 19. And look what I did. I went right back to school. The people that I stayed with thought I was crazy. Now that I am the age that I am, I think I was crazy because no one really does that. And that was actually, my mom passed away during Christmas break, four days after Christmas. Hmm. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. I'm just reporting. I'm not talking fast. You just listening slow. I'm basically saying that it was my mindset. Like, we still going to keep it moving. We still going to doggone do what we have to do to not only make her proud, but at the same time, like, this this, this show doesn't stop because we had a little glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, it was a major glitch, but we we couldn't stop, you know. Um, But your mindset is so important. If you want to win, you got to get your mind together. The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't, they both are right. Mm-hmm. So listen, <laughs> so this this thing that you, we do some hearing about and reading about, and it's sort of the stuff of urban legend, this imposter syndrome, you know, where a lot of people feel like that they are not who people, other people think that they are. Right. So in other words, they don't feel about themselves that they're as good as or that they're as smart as or they're as confident as other people see them. What's that all about? Um, I'm going to use myself again. I went through that. I didn't know that was the name of it. I just learned that three seconds ago from Miss Margaret. (laughs) Um, Growing up, you know, people saw me a certain way, but I didn't see myself that way. You know what I'm saying? The man in the mirror that I saw was always trying to not fit in, but try to (laughs) get people to notice me, even though I didn't know they were noticing me, you know? Um, So I was like overdoing it. I became an overachiever just so I thought I could get uh, get attention. You know, yeah, um, okay. and it, that's so, really, so really what you're kind of saying is that this is a concoction of our own minds yeah. that sometimes are where we're trying to overcompensate for things like systemic racism or classism or other biases that 
strive or work to make us uncomfortable or keep us kind of second guessing ourselves. And they always inflict us with mild anxiety. But really, if we can sort of get that all sorted out within ourselves and do the positive mindset work, right, that it effectively uh, can be eradicated. So it's basically a bunch of nonsense. Yep. Imp imposter syndrome. It's not yep. really, it's not really a real thing that should be pathologized. Nope. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so what about, um, there's a couple of authors that we've selected for inclusion this week in our resource library, um, Neville Goddard and, um, the other gentleman, uh, Norman Cousins. That yes, that's yeah, cousins. Yeah. I love Cousins. I love Cousins. So Norman Cousins wrote a book entitled "Anatomy of an Illness as Perceived by the yeah. as Perceived by the Patient." So that um, is a really powerful and telling book about how how we feel about ourselves, literally not only influences what we see in the mirror, but it literally makes us how we are in our, yep. in our physicality. So t yep. talk, tell me about that a little bit. Tell me about that book. I mean, the thing that really got me out of his book, the man checked himself out of the hospital and went into a hotel room and healed himself. Who does that? Um, cousins. I probably would try to do that, but I don't have the medical background. But the way, because people were, and he was like almost dead. They yeah. had gave him a small chance of surviving with what he was dealing with, the, the disease he was dealing with, but he checked himself out. And he basically got himself back healed through laughter he watched comedy. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Comedy and other things. But his mindset, he got his mindset healthy. And what I took from it, he got his mindset healthy. And once he got his mindset healthy, everything else followed. Followed. Well, so, so what's the thing about laughter? I mean, laughter is the best. The thing about laughter and he goes all the way through the physiology of it, mm -hmm. okay? which is such an important concept for people to understand. Well, the physiology of, you know, smiling and laughing and thinking positive thoughts is that it basically in, um, it compels the body to produce certain brain chemicals yep. more than the other ones if you're doing yep. thoughts, right? And yep. And that's the, that's the scientific basis right there. But um, see, we get clues, but we don't pay attention. Uh, like, you listen slow because the person that gives you the advice isn't talking fast. <laughs> they say laughter is the best medicine. Haven't you heard that before? Definitely. 100%. Boom. And he has data. Jay-Z said the best. Numbers don't lie, people do. <laughs> he has the numbers. So right. you can calm down. We're not making this up. If you Yeah, so this is a really it's a really great book. I mean, he goes into 
so much detail um yeah about the um you know the the physiology of it and the exercises behind it and what mm-hmm. the um uh what the beginning the middle and the end of the journey and again the um the word perceived in that title is super important okay so and again the anatomy of an illness as perceived <laughs> by the patient because that is key to any conversation about okay so man in the mirror it's about you know it's about it's about buying that brand it's it, about buying the brand there you go <laughs> if, if, if if i when they first told me i was trying to help them i was like oh i play football and i box and i was on the verge of doing bajillion jujitsu so i was trying to help them he's like oh no that ms has nothing to do with your brain as far as like getting hit in it i'm like well what is it you know um <laughs> had he said yes then i would have perceived ms as i'm done because i 12 years plus <laughs> I was of, using of, my being, of being concussed and being, uh, was that what you mean? About 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm five, six and a half. I got to put the half in now. Five, six and a half. And uh, my reach needs a half. It's not say what? Sometimes a person needs a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, my reach is not the best reach either. So that means with the boxing, I had to take a lot of blows to actually get in to land my bows. So that was a lot of hits to the face and the head. So I was trying to help him out, but he said, no, MS is something else. I was like, man. So when you say perceived, yeah, it's all, it's all based off of what you think. If you think bad it's going to produce it's just like the laws of nature if you plant an apple seed in the ground an orange tree is not going to come up a <laughs> cucumber is not going to come up an apple tree is going to come up so the same thing with your mind if you plant negative thoughts guess what's going to happen <laughs> you're not going to win the lottery <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a negative outcome, no doubt. So um, what we will be working on every day, all day for the members of our community, starting with each week and every week, the daily dose, the lifetime, uh, excuse me, the lifeline for healthy living is a message every single day that um, will help to redirect your thinking in this positive direction. Um, Please understand what she's saying, guys. It's (laughs) all about your thinking, yo. You gotta get your thinking. Like Joyce Meyer said the best, get rid of the stinking thinking. (laughs) You gotta get rid of it, yo. Like for real, for real. (laughs) If you wanna win, you got to start thinking, but it's not about doing a lot of push-ups, which some people do. Um, it's not how you eat, which it is important, but it all starts with your thinking. You know, if you don't think right, all those other things are not going to take you. But so far, it starts with your thinking. 
well, it starts the middle and the end is about your thinking actually. I mean, and I think that um, the, the interesting thing that I've certainly experienced in my own life with just A, living it and B, athletics and coaching and you know everything that I've experienced in my time here is that the other stuff that you're referring to, the eating, the exercising, the, all that stuff, that actually influences your thinking almost more than the other direction. In other words, some people start with, let's say you have hundred pounds to lose. You know, you're looking in that mirror and you're like, eh, I don't really like what I see. Well, you have, to, you have to sort of um, like if you, in other words, they think that the, the beginning point is I've got to lose the weight, but really the beginning point is um, you have how you, to, yourself. how you view yourself and how you think about mm -hmm. what is actually the reason why I need to lose mm -hmm. the weight. What is the reason why I need to lose? And then when you grab a hold of that and you actually start losing the weight, just the mere process of starting to lose the weight actually helps you to think the right thoughts. Like based, I'm going to do the next right thing. Based on a true story, like the Lifetime movies be saying. <laughs> um, that's what was going on with me when I was 235 pounds. I had a 40 plus, 40 plus inch waist. I would cuss myself out. I would call myself derogatory names. Ouch. I would just say, but I got that from my coaches. That's what I thought we all had to do. Another paradigm, y'all. Oh, did he just do that? Yes, he did. Um, so, like, I was cussing myself out, telling myself, move, fat ass. Go, go, go. But I wasn't losing the weight. It was until I started to have a healthier, grateful mindset, the weight started to peel off. And I think it basically, basically was, the body was like, well, he is doing what he needs to do, so he doesn't need this weight. But all it was doing was regurgitating and following what I was saying to myself, come on fat ass, you ain't nothing, you oompa loompa, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I used to call myself all kinds of stuff. Oh my God. But I never lost the weight until I stopped cussing myself out and being derogatory towards myself. It's just like a little kid. You know what I'm saying? You keep telling that little kid, you're a loser, you ain't good enough, you're never going to be anything. They grow up thinking that. Mm. The same thing is going to happen with you and your person. Your person responds just like the little kid or any other person that is not you. You talk to them over and over wrong and derogatory. They start to believe what you're saying and they start acting out what you said. I mean, it's the laws of nature, yo. Yo, I'm telling you, you would not get a lemon tree if you plant an apple seed. <laughs> you're going to be sadly mistaken. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, so really important in this discussion about the man or the woman in the mirror um, is that you, uh, if you're confused about who you're seeing, you, uh, you go on a journey of self-discovery. 
that's kind of what you mentioned. You started looking inward and asking questions and you even asked your sister, you asked people around you. So what, 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 when did you finally come up with the answers? When did you finally, Uh, how did you finally figure out that the person that was staring back was a worthy individual, that there was something that you really were here to do and that you were going to do it no matter what? um, How'd you get there? Say what? How'd you get there? How'd you finally come to that point? Um, My stint, 2017. I'm sorry, say that again. Pardon me. The episode in 2017, when I was trying to quit. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. And basically, after going through what I went through, and then people came to visit me in the hospital and told me what they thought of me. Again, I never saw myself that way. From the time that I was born to that time I was in the hospital and I had done some great things. Um, I had created some great things um, and I had participated in some great things, but I thought I wasn't worthy, but it wasn't until I saw myself when I was in the hospital and hearing people come and talk about who they saw me as playing football and, and all that. It just made me think that, you know, you're an overcomer, dude. All this, this whole time, you have always been an overcomer, you know, dealing with your mom when she was sick and you didn't say anything, complain or cry. You just kept it moving and people were watching. And that's a big thing, too. You guys need to understand people are watching you even when you don't think they are like so your story. It's not just for you. It's for other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what I got when I was in the hospital in 2017. Um, they, those individuals that came to see me <laughs> was pretty much telling me, you're overcome. You haven't been through a lot and look where you are. And honestly, it wasn't the MS that put me in the hospital. I put me in the hospital. So they even made me even more, um, more, um, I guess, positive about myself. Like, dude, you put yourself here. Now, because you put yourself here, we're going to get you to get yourself out. (laughs) You know, you, you made the bed get up, make it back up and get up up, out of here. You know what I'm saying? So um, I've always been that type of person, you know? Um, I I believe in myself um, to a certain extent. We all need encouragement. Even the encourager needs encouragement. And you said that. Absolutely, 100%. That, that's absolutely 100% true. So, um, you know, we've, we've had lots of discussions along the way um, between us about, you know, those words, overcomer, fighter. Uh, um, what were some of those other words that we came up with? 
tenacious, uh, steely, strong, uh, you know, um, it's, it's really important to, for everybody to develop, um, you know, kind of their own list. You know, these, these are the, the qualities, these are the, the qualities, you know, kind of how you think about the qualities that are you and how you approach your work and how you approach your, your goals and how you approach your life and your family and yourself and your person and your, your hobbies. I mean, just how you approach things. Um, I mean, I think, to an extent they are the things you do, but they also kind of become who you are. I think um, the one thing that I try to, with that series that I'm ending next week, I just want people to know you are great. And that was what I learned in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You're great. Look what you had to overcome. No dad. Mom dies. Well, mom gets sick. Mom dies. And then you catch MS. And then you are now coming back from the MS bout. So, like, dude, not comparing yourself to anybody saying you better than anybody, but most people would have threw in the towel and was done, but look where you are. And living in one of the worst neighborhoods in the town you stayed in where the statistics said you was going to be one of the five, either dead, on drugs, selling drugs, in prison, um, having a lot of children from different women, have, uh, having a lot, ha having a lot of baby mamas, <laughs> and not taking care of any of them, um, <laughs> dropping out of high school, and none of that happened to you. So, dude, how do you not see that you are not worthy? You're not good. You're not great. You need to step into your greatness, and so here we are doing a thousand and something push-ups a time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're um you set a goal this year for 66,000 by the end of 2022 and as of today you're already to 49,000. Yeah, I would say that you are you if you haven't already arrived, you are mastering the art of stepping into your greatness. So listen on uh, on that note, I think for today we're going to conclude um our weekly podcast, The Man in the Mirror. We are gonna encourage all of you to tune into our Daily Dose, the inspirational hotline of quote every single day. And please do join us this evening, every Tuesday night at seven for our members only forum conversation where we get together and talk about topics of interest to um, our community that is interested in getting and keeping, maintaining good health. Um, breaking today. out of prison. And, That's break, and breaking out of prison. All right. So everybody um, have a great week and we will come back to you again uh, next week with our, with our weekly podcast. Have Take a great day. Rest of the day. All righty. Take care.